eco-friendly living. For a lot of people out there, it can seem like a daunting task, one with so many options and paths that you actually end up feeling overwhelmed and confused rather than inspired and ready to take action. It's hard enough living life today without adding another thing to your plate. That's why I'm here to help. I'm here to pull you out of the societal norms of materialism and overconsumption. I talk about sustainable living, but also things like motherhood, mindfulness, and intentional living. Things that overall help you live a happier, simpler, more eco-friendly life by making small changes in your habits, your mindset, and your home. This is Kayla Rogers, and you are listening to the Unrooted Mama Podcast. Hey guys, so I want to start off today's podcast with a quick but really exciting announcement. So as you probably know if you're a listener of mine, I've been doing episodes every other week for the past couple months just while I navigate the waters of the current survival mode that I'm in with staying at home with the three kiddos and doing homeschooling and starting another podcast um, and everything that's come along with that. But I think I am finally ready to start doing weekly episodes again here on the Unrooted Mama podcast. And I also feel like it's just the perfect time, like especially as we approach the holidays and New Year, there's just so much good content that my mind wants me to start creating again. And honestly, I just miss talking to you every week. So I was like, yeah, why not? So yes, episodes every week again. I'm so excited. I cannot believe that it is December 1st already. I feel like a few weeks ago it was May, like it was summer. And maybe that's just because I live in Texas now and it was like 80 degrees yesterday. Maybe it's messing with my like concept of the seasons and time and stuff. But um, yeah, I don't know. Hopefully I'm not the only one that's here in December wondering how the hell I survived this year and got this far. Um, But in light of it being December 1st, you know, Christmas is literally right around the corner. We have just over three weeks until like those holidays start rolling in. So today's episode is how to have an eco-friendly Christmas, or if you don't celebrate Christmas holiday season in general. I also have episode 22, which is five ways to have an eco-friendly holiday season, but that was a couple years ago and I have more tips to share for around the holiday season. So I thought, you know what, let's just do another episode. So definitely go check out episode 22 after this, but I'm really excited to dive into these specific holiday season tips today. So if you are coming up on the holidays and you're stressed and you're also having a little bit of eco-anxiety, thinking about all the gifts and the wrapping and, you know, the million things that you're expected to do this season, especially if you're a mom, um, but even if you're not a mom and you're just a human in general, the holidays can be like hectic and crazy for a lot of people. I know I have felt that before, and I'm sure a lot of you listening have also felt a similar way. Hopefully, I know I'm not alone in that. But there are actually a lot of ways that we can kind of have an unrooted Christmas and pull ourselves out of those societal norms that suck us into this like chaos funnel energy that is Christmas and allows us to kind of just like take a step back and make choices that are better for the environment and kind of just how to have like a slow, peaceful holiday season. I have another episode, episode 26, that talks about how to create an intentional and magical holiday season. So if you're a mom or a parent and you are trying to find like traditions and trying to figure out how to slow down and 
kind of create that magic for your kids in a more intentional way, then definitely go listen to episode 26. Um, But I want to just dive in and talk about how to have like a more eco-friendly and intentional holiday season this year. So buckle up, um, grab a cup of something yummy, whether it's coffee or hot cocoa if you want to get in the spirit. Um, I'm not going to lie, I'm literally sitting here just drinking water and eating chips and guac. (laughs) But it would make me feel better like picturing you sitting on the other end of this drinking a chai latte or like something, you know, something yummy like that. So let's dive in. Okay. So the first thing that I want to touch on is, and it's something that's been going around. There's been a lot of debate and a lot of talk from both sides, but one of the biggest things when it comes to an eco-friendly Christmas that I've seen is the fake tree versus real tree debate. So we're going to start off today's episode with kind of just exploring that a little bit. If you've seen it and you don't, like you're just confused as to which is the better option, I am about to lay it out for you. And unfortunately, there's no super easy answer, I guess, although it's not that complicated. So there are benefits and like there's pros and cons of getting a real tree and getting a fake tree. So it kind of just depends on your lifestyle and where you live and what's available to you. But a real tree could be better for you and for the environment if you get it from a small local business that grows them locally. Um, Whenever we go to like Lowe's and Home Depot and those big stores that have real Christmas trees for sale, oftentimes they have to come from like states away. So there is extra emissions that are produced from the transportation of those trees. Um, So if you can get a Christmas tree, a real Christmas tree from like a small locally grown business, then that is a pretty good option, especially if you compost or like reuse the tree after by cutting it into firewood or like, you know, project wood or whatever the case may be. Now, on the other hand, a fake tree could be a better option for you and like a sustainable lifestyle. If you get it secondhand, this is a really good one because, I mean, first off, if you know me and you've listened to this podcast, I am a fan of thrifting everything. Um, but, you know, having getting something secondhand is preventing that item from going in the landfill because obviously if this stuff does not get sold at the thrift stores and it just like sits there, then the company will eventually take it to the landfill. Um, or, you know, if someone posted on marketplace and they're like, oh, I don't want this tree anymore. Let's post it for sale and see if someone wants it. Like if nobody buys that from the person, then they'll probably just throw it away. So when you're buying like a tree secondhand, again, you're just preventing that from going in a landfill. And that's the worst thing about these fake trees is that they're made out of mostly plastic. And so when they do get thrown away and they get sent to a landfill, it takes years and years, like we're talking hundreds, if not thousands of years to break down in that landfill. So um, if you get it secondhand, again, like fake tree could be a really good option. And if you keep it for a very long time, you know, so if you're planning on just getting this tree for a year or two and then upgrading, um, then it might not be the best option for you. And of course, there's always the option of like turning around and donating your tree or giving it to a family that could really use it. 
But I feel like the bottom line is like if you get a fake tree, it's only more environmentally friendly than a real tree if, again, you plan on using it for a very long time. And if you like take good care of it and like if a part of it breaks or something and it's easy for you to fix, trying to repair it before jumping to throwing it in the trash and sending it to a landfill. So me personally, before I started my eco-friendly living journey about seven years ago, when my husband and I first got married, we went to Hobby Lobby and like all the Christmas stuff was half off. So we were like, yeah, let's get our tree. Like, you know, we didn't have a tree yet. So we bought a fake Christmas tree. And this thing has been standing ever since, which again, it's made out of like metal and plastic. So it's not like it would get destroyed easily, you know, or wear down. Um, so we've been using the same fake Christmas tree for seven years now. And I don't really see like it's still in fine condition. I don't see a reason for us to get rid of it. So right now, the most sustainable option I feel like for me is just keep on using what we have. And of course, that's like the number one rule of sustainability, like use what you have. So if you do have a fake tree that you like and is working fine, I feel like the answer, at least in my opinion, would be to just keep using what you already have because there were already the emissions that it took to make that fake tree and to get it to the store that you purchased it from, if that makes sense. So really when it comes to the sustainable Christmas tree debate, there's not one right answer. It depends all on you, your location, your lifestyle. My final answer is if you already have a fake tree, just keep using what you have. Um, if you don't have a fake tree currently, and you can get a real tree locally and then compost it after, that would be a really good option. Um, or if you go to your local thrift store and there's a really cute tree that you can purchase secondhand, that's also a good option as long as you keep it for as long as you're able. Um, I feel like the absolute best option, which I have yet to do because again, we're using our fake tree, would be to buy a small potted tree, like one that you can fit in a an actual pot and bring it into your house. That way there's like a baby tree that you can grow throughout the year and then you can plant and that would help the environment even more. So there's that, there's the tree debate wrapped up in a cute little ribbon. I feel like I've been talking about trees for like an hour. So moving on to point number two. I feel like for me, the biggest thing when it comes to like shifting my mindset about the holiday season from like the overconsumption, chaotic Christmas that I was used to and that I kind of like just felt was the norm to a like slower, more eco-friendly and intentional Christmas is focusing more on traditions rather than gifts. And this is one that's really hard because again, we're like railed into our brains from an early age that Christmas is all about like buying gifts for the people that you love. Like it's presents everywhere and you know, you buy presents for your friends and your teachers and your family and you get all these presents, you know, whether it's from Santa or, you know, your friends and family and like gifts are honestly like for a lot of people, if you're not religious, that's like the number one thing when it comes to Christmas. Um, so something that I've been trying to really focus on is making those traditions for my family and recreating them every year and kind of trying to focus a lot more on that and cultivating that side of things versus just focusing on the presence. 
And don't get me wrong, like we still do gifts. <laughs> I still buy my kids presents. I still buy presents for my family. Um, but I try not to just make it all about the gifts. It's about like us coming together, us having fun, like making cookies and decorating the tree and, you know, getting hot chocolate and driving around to see the best Christmas lights in the area and things like that. So I really try to like focus more on creating that Christmas magic in other ways versus just doing that through gifts gifts. And me personally, when I was a kid, my parents, like I seriously always say that I just had like a storybook childhood. My parents were amazing and they always went all out on Christmas for us. Like we did traditions and we spent a lot of time together. We watched Christmas movies together. Um, like every single Christmas Eve, we would sit down and read Twas the Night Before Christmas. Um, and then we would wake up and have like a shit ton of presents. And while I do remember being really excited about like the mountain of gifts every year, um, and I can't remember like a couple years, like the biggest thing that I was the most excited about getting. However, like looking back on my childhood Christmases, what I remember the most is the magic that my parents created and like the atmosphere around Christmas and those little traditions of like reading the night before Christmas and making reindeer food to sprinkle on our porch. Like those are the memories that stick out to me the most and that I cherish the most. So that's kind of what we try to focus on when it comes to our family is just cultivating those like traditions and that kind of like magic for the kids. And honestly, just having this in the back of my mind as I go through the holiday season has always really helped. Like it's just traditions over gifts. So if I'm walking through the grocery store and there's all these like little Christmas trinkets and stuff and I get tempted, I'm like, ooh, should I bring these home for the kids? Um, and I have to kind of like pull myself together and remember that I don't want to just focus on the material things, that it's more about cr us creating the memories together. But again, just because we focus more on the traditions than the presents doesn't mean that we don't do presents. So my next tip for having an eco-friendly holiday season is to try to thrift gifts or like get secondhand gifts as much as you can. And this might sound like really weird to some of you because I know that there are people out there that are like, oh, I would never want a present from a thrift store. That's gross. And if that's you, like that's totally fine. I'm not judging. I'm not really sure why you're on my podcast because I talk about thrifting and buying secondhand things in like probably 80% of my episodes. It's fine. Um, but I really, you know, I don't know. I just challenge you to think about it a little bit because thrifting gifts, in my opinion, is amazing. Like it's fun to walk in a Target and be like, okay, I'm buying a present for my mom. What, you know, what color scarf do I think she would want? What color fuzzy socks do I think that she would want? In my opinion, it's so much more magical like walking into an antique shop and seeing the same dish set pieces that your great grandma used to have and that you've like seen in pictures and like, oh, here's this cute little teacup and saucer and plate that just happened to be like in my great grandma's tea set that I know that my mom really cherished from like years and years ago from her childhood. And that's something like really, it's just like an off the wall example. But I feel like every time that you walk into a thrift store, there are so many possibilities of being reminded of the people that you love in really sweet ways. And in my opinion, like having those kind of gifts versus just the like, oh, here's a, like the box set of like foot scrub from Target, you know, and like any gift that someone thinks of you and they like buy for you is sweet. Don't get me wrong. Like I 
literally someone could gift me like a rock from the floor and I would like cry happy tears and be forever indebted in them. Like any gift is like amazing. However, there really is just something so special about finding a unique and really personable, thoughtful gift from a thrift or antique shop. It can also be so much cheaper. Um, like if you're gonna get a cute flower pot or a teapot or something, like you go to Target and those things are $30, easy. And then you go to a thrift shop and it's like $2.99, you know? So if you're buying gifts for a lot of different people or even buying stuff for your kids, you know, like a lot of times you can find the same exact thing at a thrift store or something even cooler for a fraction of the cost. And that really adds up when you're shopping for, again, a lot of different people. So I highly encourage you to try to shop secondhand for gifts if you can. And if you're new to thrifting, just remember, like you you probably, if you're like, I wanna get this for my grandma, this for my mom, this, you know, such and such for my dad, you probably will not find everything on your list at the first thrift store that you hit. So it's December 1st. If you're listening to this now, I highly suggest you starting to get in the thrift stores now. And you're probably gonna have to go to several thrift stores or make several trips over the course of the next few weeks. But you know what? In my opinion, it is worth it. And again, buying secondhand is so much better for the environment. When you're buying all the gifts at thrift stores, you're not increasing the like the need and the demand of those kind of gifts in big box stores like Walmart, Target, or stuff from Amazon. And as you know, like the more people that buy those things, the more they're gonna produce in the upcoming years. So in turn, the more of us that shift away from these like traditional consumerist marketing gifts and like gift boxes and gift sets and things like that, um, it'll like send a clear message to these companies that, oh, people are like shifting and not buying as many of these. So we're not going to use as much like emissions and resources and things like that to create those gifts, if it makes sense. So even if you feel like it doesn't make that big of a difference for the environment, like the more of us that do things like this, it really does add up to make a big difference. So yeah, all in all, I really encourage you to look for secondhand gifts. I feel like you could definitely be surprised at what you find. So the next point kind of goes hand in hand with that. As we know, when it comes to the holiday season, something that gets thrown away probably more than anything else is wrapping paper. It's so hard because there's so many different cute ones and like walking down the aisle in Target and looking at all the different kind of wrapping paper, I lose my mind and wanna buy all of them because they're so cute. However, it's just so bad for the environment and like I feel like every year, the amount that stores and companies are putting out is just like more and more and more. Like, I don't know, it's crazy. But one thing that I absolutely love to do to kind of help the environment a little bit, but obviously like you still need stuff to wrap the gifts in. Um, there's actually a lot of really cute ideas. There are ways that you can wrap it in a scarf. That way the person has like, it's kind of like a two in one, like not only is it a gift wrap, but it's actually another part of the gift because it's a cute scarf, you know? Um, or you can use like recycled newspaper or just like brown paper if you have like paper left over from a move or something like that. But something that I really, really love to do is I like to swoop into estate sales on the last day of the sale. Um, typically on the last day of the sale, everything that's left in the house is 50% off. And sometimes they'll just like 
be like, okay, after 2 p.m., everything is free before we, you know, throw stuff away or take stuff to their shop or whatever. Um, so I like to go in on the last day and look for cute vintage wrapping paper. Now, if you're not really familiar with estate sales, it's typically when like when someone or family members of someone needs to clear a house quickly. So like if someone's loved one passes away or gets put in an assisted living home or something like that, they will sell their belongings to raise funds for the family. So a lot of times it is a house of an older person or an older couple. And well, I don't know, that might seem like sad to some people, but it is supporting a good cause because the money will go to the family or go to the person who the house belongs to. Um, and instead of like all the stuff getting sent to the landfill or the family having to like dispose of all the stuff, you can go and buy things. And one thing that I found is really fun to go thrift for at estate sales is vintage wrapping paper. So I love going on the last day of the sale and seeing what kind of like holiday supplies and gift supplies they have. Um, I went to an estate sale a couple months ago and I ended up finding like three rolls that were all like halfway filled of really cute like prints that I can tell like this wrapping paper is at least 20 years old, if not more. It's like super vintage, really, really cute. Um, I think one of the rolls I got was actually wallpaper, but you know, it still works, whatever. <laughs> um, but yeah, you can like find a lot of wrapping paper supplies at estate sales or at thrift stores. And the cool thing about like buying it from an estate sale is if nobody buys it from the sale, a lot of times they will just throw those things away, right? Like big pieces of furniture, the estate sale companies will take back to their shop or take back somewhere else to try to sell another way. But when it comes to those like paper items or things that really don't have that monetary value, they will just send it to the landfill. Um, so in my opinion, like getting wrapping paper supplies from estate sales is a really good way to help the environment and allow those things to not go straight into the landfill, like give them a purpose before they go to the landfill. Um, and it can be extremely cheap, like a whole roll of wrapping paper at Target. I think it's like seven or eight bucks now, which is freaking insane. But at all the rolls that I got from the estate sale were like 50 cents and then they were marked half off. So I got like three or four of them for a dollar, which is a killer deal. So I highly encourage you to like look around for your local estate sales and you never know, you might be able to hit the vintage wrapping paper jackpot and save the wrapping paper from going in the dump. So we have talked about eco-friendliness when it comes to trees, um, secondhand gifts, wrapping paper, um, and then focusing on traditions rather than just like solely material things. So the last little point that I have for having an eco-friendly Christmas is just to make sure to check in with yourself regularly. When you start trying to look at things in a different light and kind of approach the holiday season from a standpoint that is more sustainable and not as bad for the environment, not as wasteful, it can be very hard, especially like every time you go into a store, products are going to be shoved down your throat, like cute wrapping paper will be shoved down your throat, all of these like new toys and gifts and things. And it's really, really hard to pull yourself away from that, especially if you've kind of been just going with the flow and living with the societal norm 
when it comes to holiday season up until now. So if you find yourself getting really overwhelmed and stressed, kind of just allow yourself to pause and kind of remember why you are trying to do things a little bit less traditionally or a little, like stray a little bit from the path of what you know and what you're comfortable with when it comes to the holidays. If you're trying to kind of overcome this consumerist, horrible for the environment holiday season and make traditions that are rooted in practices that are a little bit more sustainable, first of all, give yourself a pat on the back because the fact that you listened to this episode shows that you're already making like a big step toward that change. And I am proud of you just for that. Um, However, again, just make sure to check in on yourself and... Even if you only make one or two of the changes that we talked about, or even one of them this year, you know, next year you can focus on adding in another like more eco-friendly practice for the holidays. Because remember, every small step that you take when it comes to sustainable living really does add up in the end. So again, I hope that you found at least one or two things that you want to try for the holidays this year while listening to this episode. I do plan on having another episode related to like holiday season and sustainability this month, so stay tuned for that. And then also episode 68 from this podcast, I talk about ideas for green gifting. So if you are trying to find some cool DIYs when it comes to like making some eco-friendly gifts... Um, and just some easy like DIYs for Christmas gifts, go listen to episode 68 and hopefully you can get a couple ideas. But yeah, I cannot wait to talk to you guys again next week. Thank you so much for tuning into another episode of the Unrooted Mama podcast. And until next time.